And now the moment we've all been waiting for. I am Nate Riggle, and you are listening to The Way of the Bonfire. What's up, people? A big part of the inspiration for doing this podcast is my father. The legendary John Riggle, also referred to as Big Rig a few times in this podcast so far. And at his funeral a few years ago, I compared his influence to a bonfire and how radiant he was and how he spread warmth and hope and optimism and humor and enthusiasm to so many people by who he was. Now, he wasn't perfect, but he did let the light shine through him really well. And one major gift he gave to the world was his ability to simplify the solution that people were searching to to complex problems just down into a few words of clarity. And I promised him that I would carry this fire on and continue to help others feel the love and inspiration and excitement for life, come what may, whether circumstances be dire or, you know, your day's going great, we should be able to find this, this love and feel the good of the world with all the crazy things that are happening. There's so much good we can both feel and find and put out there. And back to kind of this principle of his ability to simplify things down into a few words of clarity. Big Rig wrote a few books uh, in his time. A couple of them are on Amazon. You can pick up Make Your House a Home Place. I don't get any of the any <laughs> kind of kicker or anything for this. My mom, who, who's uh, survived him and is his widow, would get something from it uh, if you go and buy that book. But it's Make Your House a Home Place. If you, if you like hearing about Big Rig and some of the things I've shared you can go and buy that book. But before he did that, before he wrote these books and actually ha- ha- published them, self-published them through Amazon, he wrote one for the family at first called Riggleisms. So my, my name's Nate Riggle, and his little sayings were, he basically just spined them, spiral bound them into a book. Um, and just shared them with the family. There are some of his favorite favorite sayings that he adapted from others and words of wisdom. And a lot of them, the ones that he really coined regalisms, were his own original sayings. And he hoped that one day his children would have their own regalisms. And I've got great news for you today. I've got one. From the son of the big rig, yours truly, I'm going to make dad smile from heaven this morning, this Monday morning, as we head into the week. My regalism that came to me this last week was stop eliminating hope and start illuminating better possibilities. Quote unquote, Nate Riggle. <laughs> the, and this phrase here, stop eliminating hope and start illuminating better possibilities. The spirit of it is not for you to have just some wishful thinking. It's more about expanding and considering more perspectives and potential outcomes. Let me give you a few other flavors of this concept to capture its essence. When things get rough, say good. That means I am still alive and could still do something. There's a Navy SEAL named Jocko Willink uh, in 
a couple of his books, he talks about, you know, the concept of good. And he talks about how his soldiers and in the different reports that he had, you know, when he was in active service would come to him and they would have some, what they perceived as bad news to share with him. And he'd always say, good. That means we don't have to go that route or good. That means we'll, we'll grow stronger from this. Whatever it is that he shared, he would always be able to say good. And ultimately it was, you could always say it as long as you're able to speak the word good, that means you're still alive and there's something you can do and enjoy here in life. And, I, you know, I love the scene from, here's another flavor of it. The scene from Lord of the Rings where in, in Return of the King where Aragorn or Strider or whatever you want to call him, the, is they're getting ready to go to battle against this impossible army and they're outnumbered and this little redheaded boy who's, you know, that, that, touches my heart because I've got three little copper tops at home and their father had just, his father in this, in this movie had just died in battle and he was kind of sitting there and looked like his armor was too big for him. And everything just kind of looked like all was lost. And Aragorn leans down and looks the boy in the eyes and he says, there's always hope. And you just, even though it's a movie and it's an actor, you just believe it in that moment. And, and, you're saying, you know, there's a lot of truth in that saying. I like the, the yeah, this is kind of a silly one and maybe takes it to the different extreme levels of what we do. But in The Princess Bride, he says something to the effect of, you know, the, the princess says, we'll never survive. And the, the other character in the, in the movie says, that's nonsense. You're only saying that because no one ever has. Or if you want an even more pop culture flavor of this principle here, as Taylor Swift puts it, while you were getting down and out about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of this world, you could have been getting down to this sick beat. Okay, I didn't sing it as well as she does. At like Not even in the same universe, but... I guess the question here is, are you spending more time saying it's not worth it? Or have you gotten into a state of mind where it's just kind of seeing everything as it's a lost cause or you're ruminating on something that doesn't seem fair or agonizing over why you can't even ever catch a break or why this is not the right moment or time or situation for you to be able to do what you want to do or what you should do or what you hope to do? Or why others can do this, but not you? Well, all that kind of negative thinking and, and eliminating hope, that's still requiring mental effort. And trust me, I know what it's like to feel like you would just, you would love to stop doing that sort of ruminating and negative thinking, but it's like there are walls in your mind that are just seem like they're always going to be there and you're beating your head against them. And you're like, I, I, this is just, I've tried to think positively, but it's not, it doesn't seem real. And when people say be positive or cheer up, it's kind of like saying, just open that locked door, but you don't have the key. Well, I found the key through a lot of help and searching and observation 
on how to get out of that. And it always starts with curiosity and exploration. And I'm going to beat that drum of curiosity, exploration, perspective, and fulfillment is what we're seeking. And that's, that's kind of those curiosity is really the, the key or the secret to finding that fulfillment and those broader perspectives. You've got to be willing to try another angle. Ask someone for help. Maybe you're being stubborn about, you know, I can do this on my own. You got to be willing to learn something new. And that's not necessarily going to come from, from you. Just wandering. You need to be willing to consider things that maybe you've written off as not your style or not your personality or not effective or ridiculous or a waste of time. Look, guilty as charged. That's the only reason I could talk to you about these things. But that's what's building up the walls in your mind to make you feel like there's, there isn't a positive angle. You have to be willing to consider that there's something that you are resisting because you think it's stupid or embarrassing or incorrect. Illuminating the possibilities is about saying, I wonder if it if it's possible that, and then you fill in the blank. So whatever it is, think about what you always say to yourself or what's what you've been saying to yourself most recently and kind of what's gotten you into this rut of thinking and start to ask yourself questions. I'll give you some examples. Um, But when you ask these questions to yourself, I wonder if it's possible that you need to honestly just tell the brain to shut up for a minute while you come up with an honest answer for yourself. Because it's going to kick into auto auto mode and say, oh, well, here's the answer to that. Your amygdala doesn't want you to do this. It wants you to keep everything programmed how it is. So what you can say here is, I wonder if there is a better way to look at things. What things could I do to make the, the situation that's bothering me better? And if you've tried those and you're jaded and feeling like that's not going to work, then maybe go back to, is it possible that just more effort and consistency applied to the same exact things and patterns that I've been doing is not the way out on this one? Is it possible that there's so much abundance that is out there waiting for me still? Is it possible that I have just been stubborn And that's why I haven't been seeing the way upward. Is it possible that the person I've been complaining about or who made me so mad is right in some sense? Maybe they're not 100% right, but maybe there's something in what they're saying. And I'm the one who's being stubborn. Is it possible that they actually had whoever has upset us and made us feel this way, trapped or whatever it is, had, had no bad intentions at all? And we're not trying to bring me down, but to build me up. I know that's kind of an audacious question to ask, especially if you're like, you're going to automatically feel this tendency to say, 
no, I know people and I know this person and they're not that generous to me. Why should I assume the best of them? Is it possible that I am great no matter what, but this attitude of blame and defensiveness that I've been defaulting to is what has been the problem all along? That's that's a painful thing to ask yourself. And it, your brain will want to say, no, don't even think about thinking like that. They did this to us or the world isn't fair or whatever. But if you can tell your brain to shut up and say, no, let me think about this. Let me just entertain the question. And I'm going to open my heart and my mind and, and try to be honest about answering it. And see if there's even a seed of truth that that there's something that I'm doing. Is it possible that there's not only just some hope, but more good and great things ahead than I could have ever imagined? Now, that one gets me fired up. Like, we've got to look internally and say, am I the one stopping this? How am I stopping? What, are, what beliefs do I have about myself and my own perspectives and my view that are keeping me from illuminating all the other possibilities and things that are out there waiting for me. And then go even a step further and say, what if, what if there's way more than I could, I have ever even tried to think of that's waiting for me. Despite everything that's happened, everything that's all the things that have brought me sadness, all these little traumas, all this, all the big traumas, all the, the kind of, big events or small events of our lives that have made us, that have beaten us down in a certain way. Perhaps despite all of that, there's great beauty waiting for us still. And maybe we've seen a lot of hints of it. Is it possible that this isn't just pretending and me being Mr. Naive positive guy, but that my outlook and perspective is actually what shapes reality to at least some degree. And then all of a sudden, the mind starts working for you. And you start transforming. And it's energizing. And it's freeing. Do whatever you have to to dump the baggage. Ah, gosh, I know we, we always talk about that in any kind of personal development book or circle or whatever it is. It's like all through movies and songs and everything, like letting things go. Dump the baggage and illuminate the better possibilities. Point yourself towards those better outcomes. And if we point ourselves towards the lesser of the negative or, or kind of the negative possibilities and that's all we point ourselves toward then we get into this loop where we feel like we're stuck in a room that we can't find our way out of and that's the only and then we, those become almost the only possibilities that are in our view and we only see those and that's not a full picture of life you see naivety naivete <laughs> Is not just looking at life with these rose-colored glasses and thinking everything is gonna is perfect and fine. There's nothing wrong with the world, and that's just pessimism talking. It's looking at life 
You can be naive and look through any filter that doesn't allow us to see the full range of light. So even looking at things negatively can be considered to be naive. And we so often regurgitate the debate about, okay, what's the best way of, of going through life? Is, is optimism or pessimism or realism or opportunism? Like we, we barrel it in or we kind of try to pigeonhole each person into, oh, I'm an optimist. I'm a pessimist. I'm a realist. I'm, I'm an opportunist. When even that is assuming that what if all four of those things or ways of being can, can all coexist in the same human at the same time and not be at odds, but work together to steer, steer the ship? Maybe we need a little bit of worry and, and pessimism in our life to like make sure that we don't do stupid stuff and use that as a guide. But also, we can be realistic, and we can be optimistic, and we can be positive, and we can go and seize the opportunities that are in front of us. We can seek them out altogether. We don't need these labels. Like There's, there's so many more things to what's available to you and ways to make choices. If you just zoom out and realize that these are just possibilities that we can choose from. And what other possibilities are we not illuminating? I'm asking you and thanking you for listening to me today on a Monday morning. I'm asking you to please be open to the possibility that I'm not just another random dude with a microphone rambling to hear his own voice that you stumbled upon for some chaotic random reason. But that Perhaps you were meant to hear these words this day and let this message move you to curiosity, to want to unlock a broader view and point your ship on a better heading. I hope to see you out there stoking the bonfire because I'm doing the same. Go get them. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Every single time I do this, I get a little more fired up and my bonfire grows a little bit more. If you're feeling the same way and like you got value out of this, would you do me a favor and go onto the show page in your Spotify or Apple podcast or wherever you're listening to this and leave a rating and click follow. That way you never miss another episode of the show and it helps me immensely to keep the momentum and keep bringing the good stuff for you. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks.